0: So, welcome to You're Nearly Dead. This is the podcast. that's literally a write-off. Um, it involves me. I'm Charlie. It involves Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello, I'm Ben. And Matthew. Say hello, Matt. Hi,
1: I'm Matthew. All right, fantastic.
0: Um, the premise, if you're not aware, is that each week we write something. So it's usually a poem because we're well, they're quite short, and then we <laughs> we, we, we we read them out and perhaps criticise, perhaps praise
2: them. We pick a winner, and we also See, pick- this is awkward. This is awkward because I have um, written a novella this week. Oh, no. Is there going to be time for that on the show? <laughs> oh, Christ. It's going to be tight.
1: <laughs> Can we split it over two?
2: Well, I'll give you the synopsis. I'll give you the blurb. How about that? It might be no, a blurb no. in the form of a poem. When did you? How long did it take you to write? Have you written it between last week and this week? No, I only started last night, actually. I was quite late to the game, but, uh, you know. Wow. Is that physically possible to write? Well, of those mi- you know when you have a microphone and it does the auto-typing for you? Oh, I see. Yes. I have one of those. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I didn't do any second drafting. I didn't actually sort of pause. And also, I didn't go back to check if it had written down the words correctly when I said them. So, Have you read it? No. No, I haven't read it so. back. No, I haven't had time. I only started last night, Charlie. What do you want from me? Okay. Well, it's not really fair yeah, to inflict it on us if you haven't read it yourself.
1: No, I think this is uh, raw, raw poetry at its finest. And uh, a nice combination of technology and the way that we interact.
2: Yeah, that's what's attracted me to this whole thing, really, was thinking like, well, you know where the money is, the big money, it's in the poetry sector. Mm. That's why yeah. I started this podcast. Yeah. People are clamouring to yeah. read more poetry. I was going to say that people don't want to read poetry, so we're reading it to them, you see. that's That was my genius stroke. I just don't think people want poetry at all, whether or not it's read to them, or they
0: read it. or And the only time you really read poetry is in school, then you hate it. And then after that, you know, it's, it's, it's life after school is characterised by there not being any more poetry. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I think that's the main feature. And now here we yeah. are
0: doing poetry. It's ridiculous. I know. Anyway, Matt, you had something to you had to, you had something to talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, nice little segue there. Um, all right, well, uh,
1: yeah, lovely, Matt. Hasn't it been a gorgeous weekend? Let's remind everyone uh, listening to this at least a week in the
2: future. All right, Charlie. He doesn't have anything. He's just going to talk about the weather. Okay, that's okay, pretty yeah. hopeless Where Charlie, oh, vamp, oh, quickly, God, cover it Vamp, Charlie, go Well, no, it's what fine. does mean? Come on, Matthew, what's going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, well, okay It was a gorgeous Saturday morning And I went to get my hair cut uh, I, I, If you remember, I used to cut it myself uh, But uh, I
2: went. I now go to a classy place So I look less of a tip for work Oh, well, there, go on You used to cut your hair yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, for many, many, many years I've never yeah, known that
2: And I'm now having to go back <laughs> through my mind And look at your haircuts
1: Okay, yeah, you do that in your own in your in your own time. How'd you cut it yourself? Uh, by the shadows. I didn't use a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just look on the floor with the light. No, you didn't cut your hair by yourself. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be making it. I'd love to be making it. It's a load up. of bollocks. Why would you? How would I make it
2: up? If Charlie had said that he cut his hair by himself, I would assume yes, of course. Charlie's hair <laughs> is one length done with clippers. Fair yeah. enough.
0: No, it's not. It's, it's mm. scissors on top, but it's clippers on the side. <laughs> Let's not get
1: into Charlie's hair. We'll leave that I've way. got
0: an awful lot of hair. My hair's wonderful. That's a podcast in itself.
2: He's evolved quite substantially in the last few years, it's true. He's gone from the boy who didn't believe mm. in haircuts to a boy that now is quite haircut-focused.
0: I am. I mm. like a haircut. <laughs> I, went to a, um, I went to a Turkish barber uh, a few weeks ago, and mm. it was I was there. I thought, I had about an hour. I was at work. I thought, oh, I'll go out for an hour, get a haircut. I was in the chair for over an hour, so there was no queue. sat straight down, 12 pounds. They cut my hair, and then they said, then he said, it was a bit of a language barrier, and he said, do you want, to, do you want me to wash your hair? I said, all right. Mm. So he, he ran the sink in front of me, and then he made me put my face in the sink, I was like, <laughs> oh God, he's going to kill me. Um, uh, he washed my hair, I was like, oh, thank Christ, and then he tipped the chair all the way back, I had my head back, and then he wrapped a towel fully around my face, all the way around, I was like, I'm actually going to die, I'm actually going to die. Luckily, he opened a little gap <laughs> in the um, in the towel so I could breathe. <laughs> And then he started. That would have been a terrible, (laughs) terrible way to go. And then he started giving me a massage. It was sort of um, like a a karate chopping motion up and down my arm, all the way down. And then he started. That is a massage. Pulling all my fingers as well. It was bizarre. (laughs) But I think it must be the noise. But when I was like, well, I didn't want to seem too uh, surprised, because I do this all the time. But it. it, it People must go in and expect to have their fingers pulled and towels wrapped round their head. And that must be the normal thing, I don't know. I'd happily go for twelve pounds, you know, you've got quite a lot of
2: a lot of attention. There is a second interpretation here, Charlie. Uh is that once they wrapped the towel round your head, they were just sort of getting their friends round, making funny expressions at each other and sort of seeing what they could get away with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, about yeah. <laughs>
0: and then I got the
1: towel out <laughs> <laughs> And he's still paid. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Matthew, what were you up to nice this review?
1: Well, very, very similar experience. <laughs> um, I mean, my hairdresser was—it um, was the sort of place where you go in there and you almost expect to be uh, given half a glass of champagne or something. Uh, That's sort all of annoying place. I declined everything. She started, um, oh, the, as they do, they, especially when it's hot, they start blithering on about the holidays and Tenerife and shit like that. And I, I, sh- I did the normal thing—you shut your
2: eyes to sort of indicate that this is unacceptable. <laughs> Uh, is that the normal thing? <laughs> That's what I do and uh, it works every time. Do you mean when you're in the sea having a haircut or when you're just sat to them about your haircut in the chairs previously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just uh, power off. Yeah.
1: Uh, no. I just go limp. <laughs> Silent protest. She got on with the job and uh, that was cute. Why
0: didn't you want to talk to her? I did her a bit but... I asked her about Tenerife. That might be very interesting. i am not going to Tenerife. I did. She didn't know
1: because she hadn't been. She's going. I'll
0: ask Look. her about somewhere else then.
2: Where's that, Charlie? You're suggesting that he does the hairdresser conversation back at her as a way of sort of deflecting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, where did you go on your holidays? It's, I think the hairdressers get a bad bad rap. You know, you, you engage them in a conversation. It's an easy thing for a hairdresser. No, no, here's the thing, right? The way that, the, the way that they're talking isn't... They're, it's not because they really are interested, obviously.
1: They don't No, care. they don't want
2: to talk. They prefer not to. They're
1: saying this... I don't think so.
2: Every customer. Every customer.
1: It's
0: the same no, thing. No, it's not. It'd be, you know, some, any sort of customer-facing role... If someone doesn't talk, you're like, oh, you're a boring bastard, aren't you? you know, there needs to be a, there needs to be a balance. You, 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 chatting is part of it. I think.
2: I think it's a good job for someone who's chatty. It's like being a big barman. For me, for me, having a conversation with a stranger while staring at my own face in the mirror is borderline impossible. <laughs>
0: What I can, all I can do is I'm short-sighted. I have to wear glasses. I just take my glasses off. I have no idea what's going on. So
1: what do you say about when they show you the back of your head
0: in the mirror? <laughs> <You> say, um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that take the towel off and maybe that I can a plate see. Behind my... <laughs> but I heard a joke. You know, If you want to give someone some really bad news, like you say, oh, I've run over your dog, just um, tape it to the back of their head and show it, them on the, show it to them with the mirror.
2: They're like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Matthew, is this story going anywhere apart from where it's going now?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, hopeful. I, I want to hear your feedback on uh, if you've been in similar situations. But I went to pay. I was stood in the queue. And yeah, you find yourself subconsciously, you catch yourself doing something you didn't realise you were being visible about and uh, physically showing the other people in the place. And um, Venger Boys had come on the radio. Mm. Now, I, I, I have no bones about saying that I'm a fan. No, I think
2: I can understand what was going to happen next. I'm a fan of Venger Boys. Of course you are.
1: Yeah. Uh, and um, it was more that I was just... You find your whole. I wasn't convulsing. I was um, rhythmically, you know, head. I'm, I'm head bobbing now. <laughs> I know you can't see it, but I'm head bobbing. I'm tapping around. I didn't spin or any shit like that, but you get, getting to the point where you go, oh, I just caught myself. And I think that's a perfectly fine thing to do.
2: Did they overcharge mm-hmm. you as a result? Was there a surcharge? <laughs> they took away my loyalty card. <laughs> I had one more haircut. <laughs> to be fair, if they're, they're going to put on Venga Boys, then I don't think there's anything that you have to worry about.
1: I don't th- somehow. I don't think it was a deliberate move on their part. I think it was just, just left on a playlist as a joke.
0: I think, but the, the hairdresser is probably doing her own podcast at the moment and talking about this weird bloke that came into the to get his haircut the other day.
1: Yeah, but it's not weird. It's not
0: okay. Shutting your eyes when they're trying to talk to you. <laughs> she tries to talk to you. You shut your eyes. And then Venga Boys comes on. You start busting moves in the
2: middle of the yeah. bloody barbers, and you didn't ex- didn't accept the champagne. You're an oddball. I would listen. To, I'm assuming this podcast is called something like uh, Haircuts, <laughs> like with a Z. Or maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I
0: don't do podcasts <laughs> about my job. Weekly snippets. It could be about something else. You know, she could be interested in. Um...
2: It's called Getting Ahead
0: with Sue. Hey. Okay, moving on to the substance of our engagement this morning. We're going to look at each other's poems. Now, the, th- the theme we, we chose to work from was Friends I Cannot Stand, and it came, it emerged from Ben's piece last week. So hopefully this has revealed a rich vein of poetry. So, who's to go first? It's not me, it's Ben. No, pick me. Oh, Matt,
2: all right, go on, Matt. <laughs> yeah, pick him, because it is his turn.
0: Okay,
1: let's check this in the hopper. Did anyone struggle with this?
2: No, it was very,
1: very easy. <laughs> Good, that doesn't surprise me. All right, let me read this out for you. It's called Friends I Cannot Stand. Friends, I cannot stand this tiresome twist. Drinking to oblivion I've done before, but on your birthday is quite remiss of me. Was I charming? I distinctively recall boorishly announcing the arrival of my favourite waitress and blaming the cigarette for the vomit. Please, give me time. I'll choose which path to take. One of drunken bastardness or tedious sobriety.
2: righty then. I was actually there the evening this is based on. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, this isn't true. <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's some really specific details in the middle of there or anything like that. Mm. Were you particularly aware of him boorishly announcing the arrival of his favourite waitress as well, Charlie? Um, no, not that much. Do the... you remember thinking to yourself, thinking, oh, that was a bit boorish? It was loud and across everyone. Uh, he, I, 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 George oh, no I'm not oh, I'm I'm, Well I'm just curious about how you announced the arrival of a waitress um, what, How does that sound? Just You can change the name for, to preserve people's privacy
1: Okay, I'm going to change it to Georgie Oh yeah,
2: no, I do remember I that. changed it from Georgia to Georgie <laughs> I guess that is a kind of announcement It's more just sort of an acknowledgement I was thinking you were sort of like Oh look, it's my favourite waitress <laughs> It was a cigarette <laughs> in, one, in, one, in one fluid line there yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, was no full stop, so I assume it was a continuous moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: essentially, uh, the, the evening, in my, my recollection of the evening, that's, that's what happened. So,
2: yeah. Charlie, I mean, I'm going to have to go to you to find out uh, your side of the story. Uh, but first, I think we should probably hear it again. Sure.
1: Friends, I cannot stand this tiresome twist. Drinking to oblivion I've done before, but on your birthday is quite remiss of me. Was I charming? I distinctively recall boorishly announcing the arrival of my favourite waitress and blaming the cigarette for the vomit. Please, give me time. I'll choose which path to take. One of drunken bastardness or tedious sobriety.
0: Basically, it was Matt's wife's birthday um, mm-hmm. and we all went to the pub. I think I was there I got to bear a bit later actually. Um, but yeah, Matt was um, Matt was pissed to the to the point of uh, of ruining the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Not ruin it, come
1: on. <laughs> it
2: was a civilized sit down, sit down, get together. I see. I mean, it's, it is hard to it's a hard line to draw. There was it clear that that was what it was intended to be a, a, a civilized sit down. Almost <laughs> oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, you'd gone to the pub for a birthday of a twenty year old. A very swanky swanky mm. pub. Okay, swanky pub. So you're having a meal. Uh, it was just some sort of uh, it was bits, you know, nibbles, right? Nibbles and nibbles and beer, plates. Yeah, yeah. That's the new podcast I'm launching fairly recently, by the way. Look out for it. Nibbles and beer with them. Oh God, oh. I just I just eat nibbles and drink beer and just talk about things. Mostly people who came into my hairdresser. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, no, this is actually for me at least a very familiar uh, feeling um, because I'm I'm definitely prone to the dread. Uh, to to a level which I find slightly annoying and I've been trying to undermine in myself recent times, trying to sort of brush away the feeling of of, of worrying because for the most part it's uh, invalid, it's mostly just like I was just silly and don't like the feeling of having been silly. Mm. However in this instance, according to Charlie at the very least uh, there might be more to it than that.
0: It wasn't that bad. (laughs) It (laughs) It
2: was just noticeable. And then I said "Oh, do you want to come out for a cigarette? He
0: went outside and he was like, Bleh! <laughs> threw up in the gutter right outside this nice pub. Oh, dear. And he was like, ah, oh, it's a cigarette. It was a dodgy cigarette. <laughs> 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 this pub is
1: in the middle of a, a quiet village with nothing else oh, there yeah. as well, just to, to paint the picture. It's a, a very classy restaurant with a sort of pub attached. Mm.
0: Tremendous. But, yeah, you were on a sort of a, you were a different, uh, I think you were two steps ahead of of everybody else there.
2: See, this is it. That's all it really comes down to. No one ever got to those steps, though. No. <laughs> Or by the time we did, you'd you'd moved on. You were long gone. (laughs) I think this is the problem, is that if somebody is ahead, um, then it's possible other people might have got there at some point in the evening, you know, maybe in the post-pub situation, who knows. But, of Mm. course, the single person being ahead sort of gives everyone pause for thought. Yeah. Mm. You know, they're kind of like, ah, maybe I'll just just leave it there, because, well, you know, that could happen. Yeah. So in many ways, you were doing a service, Matthew. Many You're a martyr <laughs> Someone's got to do it <laughs> A martyr to the beer That's my other new <laughs> podcast Starting fairly soon <laughs> Where I just try and remember What happened the night before Every Saturday I mean it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I can see where you're going With the with the piece um, So it's Sort of a self Self-loathing
0: uh, oh, It's a letter to my To my friends Yeah Well that's
1: what yeah. I, I
2: did see that That's obviously I'm guessing when you said It took you uh, It was a bit of a struggle To get this one started That you were struggling with Friends I cannot stand uh, and so found the found the use of a comma very useful there.
1: Uh, no, I wrote totally different poems, and then just this morning blitzed this straight away. Mm. Yeah.
2: So, but it was the friends I cannot stand this Tyson twist that was your that was your in, or did you stick with that for the entire time trying to?
1: I I woke up, went to the loo, uh, and sat on the toilet. I I wrote that mm-hmm. in my mind, and then. Uh, Came down and wrote the other, and then had a, had a toss.
2: Very good. Well, it is a bank holiday. What's that got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a usual morning. I mean, you're usually in the courts uh, at that point, aren't you, isn't it? a bit? Yeah, well, just yeah. have a off for a crafty
0: wank in the, in the toilet. <laughs> or a crank, as I believe they call it. Your
1: honour. Can we have a 14-minute reason?
0: The German. Adjourn.
2: <laughs> yeah, so did you feel like this was, uh, we've had this conversation before, did this feel cathartic to write?
1: Uh, no. No, not really. Um, I sort of—I mean, I'd already uh, revisited this in my head and, and been quite ashamed of the uh, the night's uh, events, and uh, had a conversation. I think it came up in conversation again yesterday uh, that that I'd done this on a on her birthday, and yeah. So actually, in a way, yeah, it's nice. It's always, i do always find writing, whether it's music or um, music or prose, that uh, getting down on paper is. Yeah, I think you're right. It is a, a bit of a release in that way of...
2: not saying it's now behind me and I'm never going to come back to it, but, uh,
1: yeah, cathartic's the right word.
2: Yeah, well, that's what i found is generally it, it's been helpful to have uh, friends around me that I just can acknowledge. I can just say, yeah, I was worried that I was maybe just a bit of a dope last night and mm. hopefully I wasn't. Hopefully I wasn't just talking rubbish and boring people. <laughs> and generally they just say, no, you were just a bit... Enthusiastic and silly—it's fine. And then you're like, oh. very, "Very polite, your friend." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just awesome when I'm drunk. That's just—you're <laughs> the... mm. a bit of a dynamo, actually, when you get drunk. Endless energy. That's right. Yeah, well, that's, that's the good. usual part I'm embarrassed about. So, is this a feeling you have fairly often, uh, Matthew? Um,
1: fortunately, not too much. That's good. But uh, yeah, so uh, the drinking to oblivion I've done before, uh, but on your birthday is quite remiss of me. That's—it's um, suggesting that fortunately i i don't do it too much but i don't want to do it again i don't no one likes doing that no waking up and going ooh what the hell did i do or
0: say and if, yeah it's 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 not out of control but you get better at it <laughs> mm. i used to find it happened to me all the time right. um but now i've just talking, i think i've just got better at um even when i'm no not so there's not staying in control but even when I don't necessarily remember what's happened. Um, I won't have done anything that bad, just because mm. you sort of. I think you can perhaps train your brain not to do certain things, even when you're not fully in control of it. goes that's bad. Don't do that.
1: Mm. <laughs> Base instinct takes over. So you,
2: yeah, you know, at a really, really basic level, what's right and wrong mm. when you're pissed. I, I like to think so. This has got a lot darker than I was expecting. Um, I thought we were taking it for granted that when drunk, you still have a basic understanding of morality. No, well, yeah, but Charlie
1: mm. and I are terrible people.
2: <laughs> You're just held back by your by your scruples when sober, just about. Yeah. <laughs> when drunk, all hell breaks loose. Ashley, having grown up with you, there is an element of truth in that. Guess. What? <laughs> <laughs> your word. Well, I was just being recalled, uh, a friend uh, recently found a CD we uh, made in our youth, um, the band we were in when we were young, oh, uh, and reminded this. me of a, a few tracks from it. And I was just replaying them in my head and thinking... Basically, the content of all these songs written by Charlie, um, and often inspired by Matthew, uh, was just just being a terrible person, really. It's like a song about going to a party and just basically talking, spending the whole time talking about everyone being pricks apart from you two. Uh, uh, There's a song about a friend of ours called Harry and describing him as fat and a dick and and taking the piss out of his potential homosexuality. There's a song about the fact you steal stuff, and that's great. (laughs) It's a horrific yeah, album. I mean, it's, yeah. um, I'm really hoping it comes back to haunt you when you're a high flying barrister, Charlie. <laughs> I hope, yeah. Well, if it doesn't, I will make it come back. Don't worry. There's nothing
0: too no, bad. Don't on do that. that.
1: I, don't, I don't recall the uh, the homophobia. On...
2: We needed material. <laughs> <Poor Harry. laughs> no one That's else has I... <laughs> written anything. Oh wow, Charlie, Charlie taking the uh, Charlie taking the sort of the mass murderer approach. to these.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Stalin said that. Didn't <laughs> if I didn't
2: do it, someone else well, would. We needed material. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, everyone mm-hmm. dies. I just killed them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, okay. A few, a few things. Um, it's just, a, he's quite remiss of me. I think it's a bit pretentious. You wouldn't use that in a sentence. Um, I I'm not saying all poetry needs to be used in a sentence, but it's just a bit. You only ever Come see on, that you, in poetry. The man who wrote the word betwixt. Yeah,
2: I know. Four weeks ago, <laughs> That's, that was better.
0: That was different. <laughs> that was no, better
2: and different. No, <laughs> no, betwixt is significantly more pretentious than remiss. I'm sorry, remiss mm-hmm. is accurate. Betwixt is purely a poetry nonsense word. Quite remiss. Yeah, I didn't just put "is remiss at me." I wanted "quite
1: remiss of me" because it's sort of a uh, a jokey, not jokey, jokey. T- oh, a terrible word. Um, oh
0: yeah, that really made me laugh. That bit. Yeah. No,
1: but it's 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 a light light hearted look on the fact that I did something terrible.
2: Yeah. It's supposed. To, I think it's supposed to be the slightly awkward English person trying to apologise. The sort of Hugh Grant apology, like, well, it was uh, terribly, just dreadful behaviour. Uh, well, yeah, and I think that kind of plays into the character. I think Hugh Hugh Laurie more than Hugh Grant. Yeah, fair that enough. That was that was looking You are more, you are more of a Hugh Laurie, and Charlie's your uh, Stephen Fry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great impersonation.
0: I hasn't really got a title. Untitled for now, I'm not try and think the title. <clears throat> I'm told that I'm a free man, but oppression always says that. Years ago I would have been infused to the land, giving up everything I grew. That may be in the past, but today I have to do a podcast.
1: When did you write this one, Charlie?
0: <laughs> um <laughs> it <was> this morning. <laughs> Let me give it another go. So I didn't do a very good reading. I'm told that I'm a free man, but oppression always says that. Years ago, I would have been fused to the land, giving up everything I grew. Now, that may be in the past, but today, I have to do a podcast.
2: Okay. I mean, I like I like that you're acknowledging uh, your, your tardiness in writing it, particularly seeing as you actually asked into our little joint group yesterday what the theme was, giving me this, like, oh, Chai's writing his piece ahead of time. Delightful. <laughs> but then, clearly, you didn't. What's the theme? Cool, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, dear. Anyway, um... Okay well I mean I, c- I think I can see what's going on here. Uh, Matthew do you have a, do you have a, can do you, you feel can. comfortable with the, uh, the content?
1: If, if, if uh, <laughs> do I feel comfortable with the content? I just reread it and um basically what you're saying is uh, you're in the you're in the you're in the lucky generation to live now and <laughs> you're so oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I basically I've just have equated doing this podcast to serfdom. horrific things Hello. that have happened over time,
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, you've managed to cram that in there uh, all of human history and the monstrosities of yeah. the tethering that we do to each other and casting down.
0: Well, they
2: don't know what I'm going through now. That's true. They're dead. They are every definitely Monday. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are nearly dead, but they are definitely dead. That's a, that's a crucial difference. Charlie is very much the Cristiano Ronaldo of uh, podcasting. He has a similar viewpoint to his position. Uh, it's very much the modern slavery, having to do a podcast with your friends.
1: <laughs> Did he say that? Every week! Every week! <laughs> Every week as well. It's
2: not even... Even on bank holidays. I do three. I do three a week. Yeah. You lazy bastard. Ben's the, the real... No, actually, I'm the master in this situation, because I'm the one who's telling him to. Monster. That's true. Yeah. In many ways actually It really upsets me So in this case The things that you're giving up That you grew Is that your poetry You haven't well, given it up to me The uh, the local what's the, what's the person Who's in charge of the serfs You're the feudal lord Aren't you I suppose I There we go I was going to be Like having a podcast empire But if I can have a podcast serfdom And I can be the feudal lord Then I will take that over that
1: mm. how, how is that actually Going to manifest itself Any differently
2: well, just with my oppressed minorities having to, uh, having to give up their lovely content to me a week- on a weekly basis. Mm. Charlie's got right to the nub of this way before anyone else realised what's going on. No. You're, all, you're all still living in ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's the voice of reason. It's, it's the other side. I'm the people's champion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Says the corporate barrister. Yeah. I'm not a corporate barrister. I'm a family oh, barrister.
1: Oh, yes, you are. You're, no, well.
2: No, it's only because you haven't got the opportunity to be a corporate barrister yet. That's your definite I don't do plan. I do corporate law. I do family law. If
1: you're private. You're not doing it for to save people.
0: No, I don't care. I mean.
2: Said <laughs> <laughs> the people's champion.
1: <laughs> but anyway, Charlie's saying he's giving up. Every, uh, years ago, he would have been abused to the land, giving up everything he grew. Uh, so he's he's saying he's not doing that now. So he's, he, everything he grew isn't his writing.
0: No, I'm just saying the for, the, the form's. The form is different, but
2: oppression is still the same. That may be in the <laughs> past, but today I have to do a podcast. So he is equating the two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he is yeah. equating the I could have gone into some detail about what is,
0: what's involved, how, how doing a podcast is, you know, how that is oppressive. But I think
2: it speaks for itself. Well, I think the fact you were reading it out on the podcast it's about means that you don't really have to go into any more detail. True, no. true. I think if this was landing in the context of anything else, then it would be confusing. But uh, <laughs> fortunately yeah, you've got pretty much the entire. You've got like you're, you've thrown it into the middle of its context, quite in the most in the most clear way you can. Deftly, wouldn't you say?
1: Definitely, yeah. And, and all our listeners, I think, would um, totally be on your side. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Think... Someone needed to say it. Yeah, it's true. It's I true. love the le- the levity you uh, you th- you throw in there uh, at the end. I, I do think that's um, it did need to be said. He does yeah. with so, so deftly.
2: Well, I think what's nice is that uh, as someone who doesn't particularly approve of uh, well, doesn't not doesn't approve of rhyming, but just doesn't sort of neat feel the need to. Uh, yeah, you see exactly the the rhyme at the end does, like you say, add add levity. It makes it seem funnier and sillier after the heavy duty text of the previous four lines. Yeah, well, quite. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, but underneath it's bleak.
0: The sentiment is bleak. Uh this, I don't think the
1: sentiment of the pieces, the, the imagery... Uh,
0: it is bleak, believe me.
1: No, it's, it's not. <laughs> the end line, I have to do a podcast.
2: Yeah, that's true. Almost no one in the world has ever said that. That's, that's borderline, it's borderline impossible to be in that situation. <laughs> I say it every week. I'm like, oh, it's a podcast.
0: Oh, God. So you, you do lead such a Dickensian lifestyle.
2: Yeah, it's true. It takes an hour out of you your week. Do.
0: I'm up, in the, I'm up in chambers, I'm on the top floor, there's no heating, rain <laughs> lashes against the window. And I think, there's oh, no heating. Another day finished. <laughs> oh no, I've got to go into the podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Just just <laughs> end it now.
2: <laughs> this really is Dickensian.
1: Good.
0: Oh. Well done, well done Charlie. Thank you. You captured, captured what we were all, all really was, wanted to say. That was really cathartic.
2: So again, my piece doesn't really have a title, um, couldn't quite work out what to call it, uh, really that would give it anything more than just a title, so i left it at that. However, I do think I've landed square in the middle of your two pieces, okay. Charlie's um, um, playful silliness and Matt's uh, sincere sincere storytelling, you know, it's all very specific in this piece, so I'll chuck it in the hopper, as we say. Oh Christ. What you'll also notice is I've also stuck to the uh, the rhyming thing, I found it, it suited the uh, the tone of the piece. Sure. Which is supposed to have a certain kind of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nursery rhyme type quality going on a little bit. Something of that. Maybe, maybe slightly um, limericky even. All
1: right. Well, give us a wow on that.
2: Master Paul Charles Payton Higgett dreamt of a status beyond his limit. He wanted his last name to last much longer. He thought both barrels would make him stronger. But despite a future in learning and law, he filed the papers with one fatal flaw. Like a child on Christmas, he rushed to the post, opened his present while toasting his toast, and discovered that much to his middle-class shame, he'd gone double barreled and kept both middle names. Master Paul Charles payton Peyton Higgott dreamt of a status that he couldn't mimic. A costly education cost him dearly, he could not stand his family to live so nearly. He went to the Big Apple to make big money, where he hoped his big name would not seem so funny.
0: It's a true story. Ooh. Is it true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely true.
2: My uncle. Yeah. <laughs> what a bellend. <laughs> yeah, he is. He definitely is. Mm.
0: So he wanted to... Hang on. So he's ended up with Paul Charles Peyton Higgard. <laughs> he wanted Paul, Charles, Peyton Higgins. Yeah,
2: he thought, well, here's a good way to get double-barreled, like all the boys at uh, the private school I'm at. Mm. And then I think this would, might have been when he went to, over to Oxford.
0: Oh, I see. So he wanted to just to double-barrel his middle, second middle name and his surname.
2: Yeah, he thought that was a graceful way to do it. But he
0: accidentally didn't get rid of the... He, all he's done is added an extra Peyton and <laughs> stuck it to
2: Higgett. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Particularly seeing as he then did become a lawyer, uh, you think he might have got the hang of, during his law training mm. at Oxford, the ability to fill out some paperwork... Um, Anyone can make a mistake. Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't <laughs> teach that. <laughs> no, Charlie's getting defensive now on behalf of all, yeah. all lawyers. It happens. Well clearly it happens, yes. He was Paul Charles Painton Painting. He did a good job,
0: it happened with his own paperwork rather than the client's. Although we don't know
1: just how successful a lawyer he was, he could have been absolutely abominable.
2: He did do pretty well because he went to go and live in New York and became rich. As the song uh, as the song, as the uh, as the poem does make clear. Hmm. So it's, it's all factual. I don't know if he actually opened the letter uh, while toasting toast. I can't. I can't speak to that. That was uh, somewhat of a conceit. I, did, I also did indicate that he uh, kept the name and went to America uh, out of shame of his funny name because I thought that was the way that a children's story would end. Was he obviously just changed it back?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you can do. Apart from um, there was <laughs> there was someone who we went to school with, Ben. though um, Abigail Harper who got married to someone called Chris Burgoyne. And she got married, she was very pleased to get married, so she she took his name, so she became uh, Abigail Burgoyne. But she went on Facebook, she changed her name, she got the first name and the surname in the wrong order. She was Burgoyne Abigail. And you can't change it back for 90 days. (laughs) So she was stuck as Burgoyne Abigail
2: for three months. (laughs) Burgoyne is a strong first name. (laughs) Yeah, Burgoyne (laughs) I just love you're not going going that going on there. Person. Oh, changing my name—it's
0: like Matt. If you're Saree, changing them to Grumble Saraya. It'd Be like, oh god, <laughs> just got married, hey. really pleased to let everyone see. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. uh, I think it's charming, Ben. It's nice, nice story. Uh, mm. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Bounces along quite nicely. Mm.
1: Can you see how the theme comes in? No, I was going to ask. Uh, it's at friends I cannot stand. Where, where did you? Where did you uh, go from from that theme? How did that come about?
2: Well, as I say, I was struggling with it because, you know, I don't have any friends I can't stand. It's a a crazy idea, Mm. unlike Charlie. (laughs) So I decided that the best route in... uh, I was talking to somebody a couple of nights ago, and we came across this idea that um, you don't don't genuinely... You don't generally have friends you cannot stand because then you just don't be Mm. friends with them. You have the choice. But the people in your life who are effectively like friends, can be like friends you cannot stand, Mm. are family. Indeed. Because you can't pick your family and they are always going to be your family. So you, you'll you have this continuing relationship even if you don't uh, have any real affection or at least, you know, maybe they just drive you a bit crazy. Uh, and certainly in my family, that there's plenty of that. Uh, we're quite a tight unit now since the uh, grandparents went away. It's basically me, mum, dad, my sister. Um, since
1: they went away where?
2: Oh, you know, to the, the big farm in the sky to run with the other dogs. Um, to run with Milo, you know. what? Who's that farm producing for? <laughs> You have to wonder if they're just taking all of the dogs that no one wants. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it must be just—it must fuck. be a shit storm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not very productive at all. And grandparents as well. Grandparents yeah. and dogs—that's all the places.
0: Hey, at least they get up early in the morning. You Can't knock grandparents for that. They get up early as fuck. <laughs> be- I've
2: no idea
1: what
0: that means. I'm not gonna knock grandparents at all. Well, are farmers always have to get up early in the morning, don't they? Yeah. And
2: luckily, that comes naturally. Tr- old people get up really early. I guess if there's a lot of you, like if you've got a lot of old dogs, then they can share the sheepdog work, mm. like, you know, five metres each, like in a relay race. And you can also share the farming, just doing, like, a single carrot each. If you've got thousands of grandparents, you can probably run a basic farm. But they
0: wouldn't be able to support themselves on that.
2: No, it's would struggle. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. One carrot each results in one carrot each come harvest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the as the saying, goes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's the rub. So you are got to
1: wait the whole
0: <laughs> harvest to
2: get one carrot.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, you'd be... Yeah, you'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to... I don't think it's sustainable. No,
2: but you know what they're like, old people. They're like, oh, I couldn't I couldn't handle a second biscuit. I really couldn't. It's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a second cup of tea. That'll keep me going. If
0: they're farming biscuits, that'd be fine. This great farm <laughs> yeah. in the sky. It sounds like hell.
2: And you're just yeah. surrounded
0: by thousands of other...
2: <laughs> all fighting over... <laughs> well, if I'm honest, have you, can you really differentiate between that and what heaven is supposed to be? Where every one of your relatives is and every one of your friends and every animal you've ever known and all the other animals that they've owned and all the friends they have... It'd be, be crowded. Yeah, but at least there's
0: enough to go around,
2: apparently. I'm just imp-
1: I'm impressed that the grandparents and the dogs managed to club together and, and bring, introduce farming to... Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Before, it was just
1: scattergun. and <laughs> man for themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. This is why socialism is definitely a better option, even mm. in heaven. There's no vegans in heaven. There's no socialism in my heaven, tell you what. <laughs> That's why you're on your own. That'd be brilliant. Perfect. That's the only option, really, for the capitalist heaven. It's true. Otherwise, you, I mean, you can't be competing in heaven, can you? So it basically has to be you on your own, being the only person in, in charge of everything. No, yeah, mm, I do That's know. why it's a dangerous thing to be. I like to think you can sort so of. So, what, what was what? the question I was actually answering here? I forget what I was doing. I no, forget but, the question. Oh, I can't remember. There was definitely a question here somewhere. Oh yeah, that's it. Grandparents oh. died. My, so my family unit's pretty small, uh and we all get along. um We have cousins who are who are sort of close, um, but because they're physically not close, we don't really see them. Um, but you know we get along but there's certainly uh plenty of of tensions within the family and in this case i chose the most obvious tension the brother who left for america and uh my mum's brother and has basically just cut off yeah contact with us ever since really no, oh. don't blame him I, I forced him to do a podcast that's what uh that's what caused it yeah i'm gonna do the same thing <laughs> there's actually a reasonable chance you might <laughs> yeah yeah, Charles Patrick Patrick Hogan goes off to America. No, Char- Charlie
1: wouldn't take his middle name; he'd do his surname, so it'd be Ho- Hogan Hogan. Yeah, I would do it think. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Charles Hogan Hogan, twice the Hogan.
0: <laughs> ha! The Grave Digger.
2: Sorry, you were saying Matthew.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, it was only when you were talking. I was picturing the family unit to be at work a little bit like um, the Zords in Power Rangers. So you sort of, yeah, the bigger, the the bigger you you, you can go to the Megazord. I sort of pictured your yours being quite small, like a sort of a squirrel or something like that.
2: It, it's true if if it comes down to the battle of the families we're not winning uh because we are quite a small unit um whereas charlie's family is very much a big unit mm. just like charlie <laughs> ah, yes big unit yeah i mean that's i think uh, i i like the idea um last week of uh going um narrative but couldn't really find a way into doing it so i think that's what i was excited to try doing because i do like narrative i mean this is definitely playing on the fact that i've spent some time writing children's stories. Mm. Um, this is definitely in that vein. But one
1: thing you said about writing children's stories is you said it shouldn't rhyme.
2: Well, no, there's an agreed wisdom that you shouldn't. Um, it definitely isn't. It's definitely not true. There's oozles of children's writers who still do rhyme sure. and uh, do well out of it. Mm. But We've got a local celebrity, Matt Harvey, who we see around sometimes, who's uh, pretty big in the children's book field and writes exclusively in, in rhyming couplets. Mm. So, you know, it can be done. Uh, and I certainly do enjoy doing it. It's on the farming, uh, the ch- a children's book field. Would be a
1: terrible (laughs) yield, I think, as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sowing the seeds and then getting to the... I'm honest, look,
2: if you're in heaven, I'm assuming you don't die from malnutrition.
1: No, but if you... Yeah, (laughs) that would would suck. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, guys, we only only harvested books.
0: Oh, we're so hungry. (laughs) We're so hungry.
2: Is there really a more nutritious
0: meal? Plenty of podcasts to go around.
2: (laughs) i like to think that where people used to be fused to the land i'm fused to the the pod land and you know this is my crop that everybody's crying out for (laughs) give us more podcasts (laughs) it's actually an interesting question charlie do you listen to podcasts at all no i didn't think so do you think yeah i know this is good this is you you are the outsider you're like the um you know how when you make a documentary you have to have like the central documentary maker be sort of the the child in the child in the woods, like, sort of, oh, I don't know what's going on. Teach yeah. me things, teach me things. Like John Ronson.
0: I'm becoming part of the problem,
2: which I hate myself for. <laughs> the problem. Yes. Not, the problem of the problem of free, entirely ignorable voluntary media.
1: Yeah, it's crushing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's still a problem. It's like a plague. <laughs> it is a plague. Like, it's it's like cool. a plague you have to volunteer for. It uses it's up valuable time and energy and doesn't add any value at all. Unlike family law, which is the best for everyone.
0: Yeah, it adds loads, loads of value.
2: You add value. you add value to your bank account.
0: No, I do that's not true.
2: <laughs> well, that is true. But that's part of that's part of working.
0: What else would you be doing this morning? Um, pff, pulling my dick off probably. Actually no, I've got some uh, I've got some other stuff to do. I've got to go and move some stuff out. I'll be doing that shortly. And also it turns out B and Q is open on bank holiday Monday.
2: You heard it at first, folks. So if you're listening to this the day we made it, which you can't because it won't be out, you can <laughs> rush down to B and Q. That's good. Now that's that's the bit we're doing a service. That's our one bit of actual public yeah, service. In giving show. back. Yeah, brilliant. Bit of value add. Finally.
0: So it's a sad, it's a sad story of an insecure man who was driven away from the country, having made a pretty silly mistake. He drove himself.
2: Well, he was. He drove himself. Well, he, he was. He was being laughed at. I don't think he. Well, was. this isn't it. It was more just. Uh, I mean, obviously he didn't have to tell anyone, um, but I think it was. It's it's a hoisted by your own petard thing. It's hubris. It's a great. It's a it's a classic tale of hubris. It's indicative of his whole, his whole life, which has led him to being distanced from the family and being the uh, like a friend we cannot stand. Mm. Because yeah, this is the one version of uh, of that. There's very many stories relating to that same um, that same character trait, which I think is was kind of unfairly put upon him by a costly and privileged education that made him think he was. Better than everyone hmm. yeah. He did go through pub- Went through public school Into uh, into Oxbridge And yeah. then uh, Yeah On to Into uh, high flying Almost inevitably Cocaine driven uh, uh, Law in, in New York Have you tried to track him down? Uh, he's made himself impossible to find By changing his name? Yes <laughs> He now's Paul Charles <laughs> Payton 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 Higgins <laughs> Exactly We didn't Google for that What well, so you Googled him He's made himself impossible to find On Google <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's he's off he's off grid. As much yeah. as a high high powered lawyer in New York can be. So he's not on the first page of Google search results. He's off the grid. <laughs> yeah, no him. one's tracking him down. Black sheep. If you're not on the first page of Google search, you are dead. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's the case nowadays. If you don't have a podcast, you're not on the first the first result page, you're dead. So the three of us, we we're nearly dead because we're at the bottom. Exactly. We managed to make it up to the first one. I yeah. am the top result on... Um, I mean, on it's, it's, on it's not. worth saying that you know how it's got intuitive search. Uh, it knows you're searching. <laughs> so, of course, you're the top search. Good. How would you know it's me? Because you're logged into it, you fool. Of course you are.
0: What if I log out? What if I go and in Google incognito mode?
2: <laughs> Tricky. Then you'd be the saddest person I know. More sad than Charles... Paul Charles Payton, Payton you're looking yourself. up funny. Incognito. <laughs> Sneaking up on your Google search for yourself. I am. Yeah. I'm top result. So, mm. so
0: you got to search Charles Hogan Barrister, though. Or? Oh, come on, that's yeah. not. That yeah. Unless you're adding, thing.
1: unless you're legally going to add that to your name, I'm not accepting that.
0: That's what you should do. Yeah,
1: Charles, Hogan, you should do. Barrister. All
2: right, I'm nowhere near the top of. The <laughs> and word. then
1: swap it on Facebook so it says Barrister Hogan. I want that.
2: Call yourself Barrister Barrister Hogan Hogan. <laughs>
0: heard the pieces now we decide who's the winner very important most important in fact we also need to decide the theme for next week's piece which we will extract from one of these pieces there's also an award for the worst piece so i take great pleasure <laughs> in worse.
2: handing that one out <laughs> i like it it's good to call it an award that's nice of you um it's not it's not like a slap in the face it's no it's an award it's it's recognition it's the tried hard for being the worst of poetry this week so yes, we have titles for these uh, because yeah, because we are children of of the sort of the Blair period of education. We've got uh, you know multiple. So we've got the wooden spoon, that is the person whose piece gave us the theme for next week. Yep. We will choose the theme from a piece. We have got the lame duck, as Charlie said, that's the uh, award slash slap in the face, uh, duck in the dick, uh, and then of course the cup, the coveted cup, the coveted cup. That's a better name for it. The Dick in the Cup. So I think it's best to do the Cup first, because really, look, everyone wants to know who wins the Cup first. That's the that's the that's the golden piece of information. We're not going to tease people by holding it. They're all
1: important. Come on then. Are we saying there's no standout? I don't think there's a standout. No, uh, uh, I probably agree. I think they were th- we are I might I might give it to Ben. Yeah, I, w- I was leaning that way. I did think Ben's was because uh, he had some beautiful rhyming in there. Uh, it was a hilarious story. Cruises along nicely.
2: That needed needed to be told. I did enjoy that. Uh, it was, I think, my first instance where I've really felt proud of going through the process of thinking and writing and pondering until, until I got to a place where there was something to talk about rather than trying to talk about the theme itself. Mm. I think I've been struggling Good. with getting away from the theme. This felt like a time it's like, go, go go through stages, get to a point of like, oh, there's a thing to talk about, you know, rather than just... What do I think about the theme? Which is... not I've not really enjoyed doing that. Well, yeah, in that excellent. case, I think that should, that be, should be applauded, yeah.
0: Recognised with the cup as well. Have it. Hooray! Congratulations. Right.
2: That's how I celebrate. We'll, we'll tear you down next week. So Ben wins the cup with his untitled piece. Winner. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank uh, myself uh, and my terrible uncle. It doesn't require Fantastic. anything. Well, he was a homosexual, and uh, that was part of the reason he felt so um, so distanced, because uh, my granddad wasn't so great about that. So okay. I learnt... I learnt an important lesson and that is that homosexuality is wrong. I see. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, who
2: gets the uh, the rubber duck? Not the rubber duck, the lame duck. Yeah, the lame duck. Is there a lame duck? It feels it feels hard to throw. It doesn't really feel like there is a lame duck this week. Um if it's anyone it's Charlie. I, nah, get out. It's you. But I,
1: don't think he des- I don't think he I don't think I don't think he deserves it.
2: You're your, the reason the reason you get the lame duck is because your reading was so shocking. It was an absolute car crash. To <laughs> This is it. I think there are ways to, there are ways to su- to supply a lame duck. I don't think a reading is necessarily going to be one of them. I think it could be um sort of so you could say lack of effort. I think it's safe to say that while Charlie's was uh <laughs> clever. You definitely didn't really. You didn't dig deep. It did feel say. like, yeah, I did. We had a we had a long discussion You'd, about. You tossed it off pretty damn quick. Yeah. Um, whereas whereas I think both of us sort of d- dug a, a bit deeper to find something. Whatever.
1: Yours is definitely tossed off. I'd agree. I don't
2: don't get me wrong. I like self-referential. I like inward-looking meta poetry. That's all up My, my street. All right. But, let, uh, here, let's call it two lame ducks. Between them, you got a duck. All right. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going with Charlie's the lame duck. That's my jog on. My... I voted for you for the winner. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just the way it goes, Charlie. <laughs> Everyone's that's gonna the, way, have the vote. Goes. Let's say that uh, Matt is riding the lame duck. <laughs> well, I'm the lame duck. I'm also a lame duck, and I'm
0: shacking your duck. <laughs> the lame ducks are reproducing. I don't think we should encourage that.
2: <laughs>
1: well, what? What do you mean being lame? That's not something you pass
2: passed. Oh, oh Christ! How did this sort of like into wander into being something about genetic purity? I don't know how we did this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's horrific. Right. Fine, I'll be the lame duck.
2: bust. <laughs> Alright, so now we need to choose a piece, uh, we need to a theme for next week from the pieces. So, uh, Charlie, do you want to hand out the, uh, the tasks?
0: Alright, so this, we need to choose the theme for next week's pieces. So, Matthew, I'd like you to choose something from mine, Ben from Matthew's, and I'll pick from Ben's.
2: Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go to the, let's go to the TikTok sound.
0: Okay, we've selected. I've picked from Ben's, I've picked big money. Nice, <laughs> big money. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt, what have you got for mine? I've got up everything. Nice, just as thrusting as big money. And <laughs> um, Ben, what have you got for Matthews?
2: I've got a contrast. Tedious sobriety. I <sighs> just the, the, that ex- yeah, it's it's a horrible phrase. And it's a downer. It is a real downer. Well, no, no, it. If you realise it's coming from the same horribly manly point of view, it's coming from the thing. I mean, it's not like, you know, sort of wonderful sobriety. It's tedious sobriety. Mm. You know? mm, no. There's definitely a similar kind of speech going on there. That Someone's saying tedious sobriety. What sounds more impressive? Tedious sobriety or big money? I mean, it's tedious definitely going to give us very sobriety. different slants on the phrase. Because you're saying big money sounds great. Mm. I'm not going to be saying that. So I'm, <laughs> quite, I'm quite keen to... Um, <laughs>
1: tedious sobriety.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. I'm quite keen to explore our different viewpoints on the concept of big money. Okay, we'll go for big money then. Oh, you, Matt, do you do you concur? Fine. I want I I do wanna I do wanna know what the hell we do with Up Everything. I I am curious about that.
1: <laughs> Up everything. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I think it's all gonna be a positive piece.
0: It's a bit abstract.
2: I've actually had a thought which I wanted to float here, which was that if um if people want to write a piece um for next week um using uh, a theme they can they can write on any of the three themes we've just floated here
1: chaining other people to
0: the podcast hell okay this is this is the section where we read out a listener well a listener is a stretch but a contribution from somebody who's not uh, one of us three so this one is by a chap called Iain uh, with one eye and it's called the coat Now, what we're going to do is read it out and then try and work out if we can guess or work out what the meaning is. Um, Last week, we we proved we're a bunch of Muppets because the meaning we got wasn't anything like the real meaning, as I found out. (laughs) Oh, right. Um, Oh, well, what was the actual meaning of the last one? So it was the the one about skipping pebbles. Mm. Yeah. Um, The meaning was... If I just get my phone up. Your phone makes weird noises. It's about the connection you have with people, the memories that are cast off into the pond and are lost on the bottom of the water and mixed with the others, irretrievable.
1: So what the fuck was the island about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Iain, with two eyes. <laughs> sort your shit out.
2: I guess the island could be your long-term memory. You're trying to get them to there. Look, forget it. It's done. It's dead. It, yeah. The coat. It's dead. <laughs> the coat. Amazing. It hangs.
0: Flowing vessels of muscle, and the touch is soft, like the skin I connect with it. The smell it releases brings back concoctions of deadly potions that used to keep me lingering. The smell turns to taste and sits in the back of my mouth, smoothing over buds, bringing a familiar flavour. As the vessels sway, the gentle sound of fabric on fabric pulls back memories of sleeves that wisp in the wind, like searching fingertips. The coat looks old and battered, like the tree we would always see, watching as things blossomed, watching as
2: winter came. All right, I got this nailed. I think it's literal. I think it's about a coat. Uh, I think it's about I think about a drug coat. The coat he does drugs in.
0: You see, yeah, no, my, my instinct was that it was literal, but we got burnt last
2: time, so yeah. of course it's so. not fricking literal. Jesus Christ! Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> It hangs, flowing vessels of muscle. Yeah, it sounds like... I mean, unless he has a coat made of meat, it's possible. I mean, he's given us a clue. It says at the top it's about a coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'm thinking it's an old relationship. Um, that's my thinking on first reading. Yeah. Anyone Anyone feel like that could fit? Uh, yeah, it's an old coat, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so it's like return. It's returning to an old relationship and it feeling familiar and yet kind of bringing back things and that's what my, my first thought is that yeah i think that's a good good shout Ben. i think it's the fact that at the end he says like the tree we would always see there's a kind of there's a reference to a relation like there's two people involved in this coat i'm just thinking you'd have a useless coat rack if it was just full of old coats
0: oh, we do isn't it nice it's a nice feeling. it's like a feel, the feeling when you get when you put on a coat that you've got worn for say since winter and you put your hands in their pockets you find like a rail ticket from last time you wore mm-hmm. the coat and it brings back a And the memories come rushing back Or
1: you find a fiver
0: Or you find a fiver You're like yes
1: (laughs) Justice
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's What's banging on about deadly potions Um, So this might be the island (laughs) Oh no Has Iain given us uh, a term we're going to use from now on (laughs) The superfluous part of your poem is called the island (laughs) I like it That's nice Uh, I I love the fact particularly that we're probably wrong in calling it superfluous But we're going to stick by it We're going to stick fucking by
0: it I think old relationship uh, smell it, releases, bring back concoctions of deadly potions. See, that's a sort of, perhaps it's a relationship with
2: somebody that was a bit dangerous, a bit um, not necessarily very good for you. A deadly, deadly. potion, you might say. Mm. Exactly, and deadly potions that used to keep me lingering. That thing of, you know, a relationship you were tied to for too long because there was there was something intoxicating about it, but it realistically wasn't the right thing for you. It was deadly. Why would you make a deadly potion? I know. To kill someone. Yeah, but do something else. Call called poison. Have you heard of the concept of poison? Yeah, but oh, I do not know. I think it's a very viable way of killing somebody. So you're saying that the two things that are superfluous in this world are podcasts and, and po- poisons.
1: Yeah, deadly potions. Deadly potions, specifically.
2: Okay, fair enough. Oh, specifically deadly potions, yeah. okay, right.
1: I'm going to haul in a Iain over the coals about uh, the, the old poetry trope, Wisp in the Wind. I think uh, he's got that in there.
0: Oh, shut up, Mr. Flitting Across. You're in no position oh, betwixt.
2: to... That's clearly, that's clearly self-defensiveness, that's what that <laughs> People is. People in glass houses, man. People in glass houses shouldn't do what? Shouldn't criticise poetry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like, I think you're like the bullied boy who, like, when the bullies start picking on another boy, turns around and joins in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, get in I'm part of the cool cards now, yeah, <laughs> give it to him, give it to him, yeah, what did we? What I loved it, really. Oh.
1: I hope we've missed the point completely again. I think that was we'll it. We're going to find out next week. We're going to find yeah. out next week. Yeah. We
2: will find out the reality of our of our inability to read poetry.
1: Thank you, Iain. You're a gift that keeps on giving.
0: We're a bunch of muffets. You've been listening. Thank you. This is your nearly dead. Do get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Tinder, Grinder,
2: especially Grinder. <laughs> and we look forward to talking at you next time. You, you hear genuinely our... can find us on Twitter at you're nearly dead. Obviously, no punctuation, because that's not how it works on Twitter. And obviously, you can also email us, You're nearly dead at gmail.com. I don't yeah. know why you'd want to, but yeah. <laughs> and please do listen to other podcasts we make. We make loads. No, this one, about this beer. one only. Know, it's called,
0: no, <laughs> <Do> <laughs> oh, only this shit. one. Yeah, if you're, if you're interested in Ben, you can listen to some of his stuff. I doubt you are. You're probably more interested in me. Possibly, Matt. This is the only place you'll find me. <laughs> so come
2: see him. Uh, come see him Be a Barrister. You can come and watch it. It's a public thing. Um, where can he find you <laughs> in the next week, Charlie? What gigs will you be playing? Yeah, It's annoying. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Figuratively speaking, we won't. Thank you. It's poetry, we'll what we like. That was a very good podcast from verygood.org.uk.